Welcome to Have You Not Heard, a podcast hosted by licensed counselor and author of The Perfecting Storm, Angel H. Davis. Join her as she shares stories of hope and restoration from her 30 plus years of healing experience. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking your own licensed mental health professional, but a source of inspiration for your own journey. If you enjoy what you hear, be sure to like, subscribe, and rate this podcast. Now, here's Angel. Hey, you guys, welcome. I am so glad you joined us today. Today, we have the privilege of hearing from my friend, Brooks Vaughn. She is a board-certified women's health nurse practitioner and the founder of Women's Health Company. I always want to say healthcare, but it's not healthcare. It is Women's Health Company. She's going to share more about that a little bit later. But for now, I'll just tell you she's a native Georgian, which you'll be able to tell by her accent, I think. She is fun. She loves to laugh. She is smart and savvy and servant-hearted. We met several years ago at church, and now she and her husband are back in our hometown, and so it's fun to get to know her even more. She's also going to share a lot of her wisdom with us today regarding holistic treatment for anxiety and depression. So without further ado, let's meet Brooks. Hey there. Hi, Brooks. Thanks for joining us today. You're so sweet. I know you're one busy lady, so thanks for taking the time. Absolutely. I'm so honored and excited. I'm excited because I just figured out with this, um, I'm not using my phone. I'm actually able to use my microphone. Well, that is exciting. I know. Hopefully it'll sound better. (laughs) One of the fun facts that I forgot to tell people as I introduced you was that you have inspired me to get this podcast going because you went before me, you coached me. So I am so, so grateful to you for all of that. Um, Truly, truly, truly. You were the wind beneath my wings. So yay. And we keep learning new things, right? I'm I'm certainly not the expert here. I I tell everybody this is a grassroots effort. (laughs) So we're learning as we go. For sure. Learning as we go. I'm with you, Brooks. Hey, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Hey, well, as, yeah. as I know you said earlier, I'm a, um, I'm a women's health nurse practitioner and the founder of the Women's Health Company. I also work in correctional care. Um, and I am a Georgia girl through and through. My husband and I recently moved back to Georgia from North Carolina, which we loved. But um, it is so nice to be back close to Athens and, and close to, you know, where we where we consider home. And um, so, yeah, probably a fun fact about me is that, you know, it's funny on, on Instagram, everything looks super pink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My women's health company yeah. is all pink. Right. Yeah. I am super tomboy. Um, oh, wow. My husband jokes that I could probably, I probably know more about football than most men because it's <laughs> awesome. true. I grew up, my dad just loves, love Georgia football. And so I grew up keeping up with recruiting and um, playing wow. sports and, and working outside in the garden. And so that's probably my fun fact is 
aside from all the pink stuff, I just love, I love to be outside and I love football and I love getting dirty in the garden and yeah. I do hope that we get a football season this year in some way, shape. Oh, yes. <laughs> Amen to that one. I am with you. I'm not quite as into it as you are, but I, I love watching and I love the excitement in Athens. It's just so fun it during is. football season. It is. Yeah. Well, speaking of pandemic, um, how have things been going for you? And, and tell us a little bit more about, you know, the, what you do with this women's health, uh, company, healthcare company, and have you seen it affected, you know, with the pandemic and things like that? Um, Mm -hmm. give us a little, little ditty on that one. Yeah. You know, I, it's funny, a friend, I have a group of friends here in Athens who are all kind of small business owners. We work from a lot, Mm -hmm. work from home most of the time. And we were just having a zoom call the other day and just catching up and everybody was saying life is very similar to what it normally is for us because we're so mm-hmm. continuing to, you know, we're so used to working from home. Um, so it, things have sort of continued as normal. I'm still going into clinic um, in the correctional setting a couple days mm-hmm. a week. And then mm-hmm. the women's health company, we have definitely, it's been a gift, honestly. I think, because people are home and right. um, just looking for a community and connection and ways to just stay active. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, this season with the pandemic has been an opportunity for us to love on people and, and kind of share what we're offering in a way that is a little bit hopefully helpful Um, So with the Women's Health Company, we are basically, I call it your one-stop shop for Uh women's health. So we we focus heavily on education, just educating women, equipping women, encouraging women um, to live whole and healthy. And so we we offer some online educational classes. Uh, I'm teaching one tomorrow night on preconception and, and preparing your body and your mind, um, pregnancy for trial. Mm -hmm. We had one last two weeks ago on menopause and that was really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, we do that. And then we also, um, just started a fitness division called Woco Fit where, um, we have just online fitness classes. And so, Right now, we're growing it. We're offering, I think, six or seven classes a week, Um, and they're all free right now. They're online, and and then we do devotions um, because we just are kind of all about whole health. You know, I'm a firm believer that health is not just the physical. It's our mental, our emotional, our spiritual, our relational health Mm -hmm. that all all kind of goes hand in hand. So we're kind of just Mm -hmm. honing in on all of that and hopefully encouraging women to pay attention to all of those areas of their life. And yeah. That is so great. So awesome. And I can testify to the online classes. They are killer. (laughs) (laughs) I was sore for days. They are fun. (laughs) They are definitely challenging. We're, and we're working to get, we're going to have some, 
we, we talked about that this week. We're like, okay, we need to have some softer classes, like yes, yes. <laughs> and a little bit lighter bar. And then, and then, you know, that way we can categorize them. <laughs> there you go. There you go. For, especially for us old folks. Well, Thank you, you very done much. Great. You did a great job. <laughs> you took the class and then taught a devotion right after and looked well, the good news is nobody can see you while we're working out. So that's the great news. That's the really good news. I love so it. No, I just love what you're doing. And I love the holistic approach. That's my, you know, heart also, mm-hmm. um, as a mental health practitioner that certainly tout that mental, you know, that holistic approach because, and being faith people that we are, our body, soul, and spirit, we've got to pay attention to all three of those ways that God um, developed us so that we can be balanced. Um, yeah. So, so since I have you on the show, you are more of an expert in that medical part, you know, of, and we've been talking about, as you know, anxiety and depression and fear, you know, the basis of where a lot of this comes from. So I was just wondering as you work with women, as you work with inmates, you know, and probably just doing, ministry with friends and things like that. How have you seen, have you seen in this age of pandemic, um, a rise in anxiety, depression? Have you seen any difference in that? Um, you know, I would, I would say yes to a degree. Um, it's interesting. I think, you know, obviously there's a lot of situational anxiety going on now, just right. in general, because people, there's a lot of fear and uh, uncertainty and, you know, um, right. so that, I, yes. And then at the same time, I think with this pandemic and just with being home and with the uncertainty of, you know, what the future might hold and all of those mm-hmm. things, I, I would, I would say that. I would almost argue to say that it's bringing it, maybe it's not more prevalent, but it's bringing what was beneath the surface to a head mm, a little bit more. There you go. That's a great observation, um, right? Which I I was talking to a patient um, recently and I just, I almost think that that could, could be a good thing, you know? Right. The- yes. So, yeah. yes, I would say, well, go ahead. Yeah, here we go talking over each other. I love it. <laughs> um, two women that get all excited about what I we're know. talking about. I well, it. I want you to speak into that of how it can be a good thing. But I, can you back up a second and just talk about, because um, you use the word situational anxiety, and that's an important word. And a lot of people don't understand the difference between situational anxiety and depression and then just, you know, regular anxiety and depression. Can you just mm-hmm. um, talk about that, that difference for a minute? Yeah, I would say the biggest, um, the biggest difference is situational, you know, it's, it, it's in, in the wording, you know, it has mm-hmm. the situation and it's typically more fleeting. It typically mm-hmm. comes and goes based on the situation at hand, you know, Uh this is an extreme example, but when I go into jails and see patients who are incarcerated, Mm -hmm. um, the anxiety that they're experiencing probably wouldn't be experienced if they were free walking on the street. You know what I mean? Right. 
because they're in jail. Got it. And, um, and obviously there's other factors that go into play there, but mm -hmm. I, I think with situational, it's more of a fleeting thing based on the situation at hand, but it comes and goes and it's mm -hmm. not, it's not necessarily manifesting in as a disorder that is, um, kind of impacting our day-to-day -day consistent lives. Got it. If, if that makes sense. Right. So if the situation changes, then that feeling and those symptoms may change. Um, yes. And interesting that you deal with actual incarcerated people, because in a sense, this shelter in place has made a lot of us feel kind of like, ah, oh, we're stuck. We're, we're yeah. feeling like we're jailed in some sort. So that Absolutely. anxiety can go up. Is there any mm -hmm. other um, symptoms you want to say about anxiety and depression that you want to list before we talk about how it can be a thing? Yeah. Yeah. You know, with, with both, they, there are both mental, emotional um, type symptoms, behavioral type symptoms and physical symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, with anxiety, a lot of those physical symptoms manifest as sweaty palms, flushing of the face, mm -hmm. rapid heart rate, heart palpitations, mm -hmm. trouble, you know, trouble breathing, stomach ache, um, that sort of thing. And, and obviously that feeling of you're out of control. You're not in control of the situation, which we're not in control of this situation, obviously. Um, but just feeling like things are caving in on you. That's a symptom of, of anxiety. Um, and with depression, very similar there, they can often go hand in hand sometimes. Right. Not. Mm -hmm. But with depression, a lot of times um, we see people having symptoms of like we call it anhedonia, which is just where you have the lack of desire to do things that you normally enjoy doing, mm -hmm. um, you know, trouble getting out of bed, not wanting to be around other people, um, fatigue, just feeling constantly down and out and tired or constantly tearful. Um, those sorts of things we often see with depression there's also a lot of GI symptoms mm. that come with depression, mm -hmm. which is really interesting. There's a lot of studies. I'm sure you're super aware of this too, but the neurotransmitter serotonin, mm -hmm. we equate with feeling good um, in our brains. There's actually more um, receptors for that serotonin in our GI tract, in our gut, than in our brain. And so a lot of times people who are experiencing symptoms of depression will have other symptoms like bloating or abdominal pain or um, constipation or IBS. Those sorts of symptoms can often come along with depression too, because it can, you know, if it has gone on for a while, especially in it, there is a physiological um impact, we often see the first thing is GI. Wow. So add from some of those, you know, physical, other physical symptoms. 
Right. That is such a great point because that I think a lot of people don't realize that. They don't realize the gut and the um, brain connection. Um, and because mm-hmm. sometimes, right, if I'm, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a medical person, but um, you may only have the gut as a symptom. You may not feel what you would think you would feel to, as depression, Mm-hmm. But you might, your body may be, we call it telling the story or acting out the story for you, kind of feeling the feelings for you. Absolutely. I, yes, a hundred percent. It's interesting, even in women's health, when women come in with symptoms and, and they are like, I don't know where this is coming from. And we run tests and everything's normal. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I'll say, you know what, let's kind of dive deeper into what's going on emotionally and mentally and relationally. And because that could be, that could be what's going on here, you know, without realizing it. Yes. That's so good. Why, why it's so important to practice, practice holistically, I think, because we are so interconnected that way. God made us so interconnected. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Any other symptoms or you want to mention before you talk about how, you know, that this situational stuff can actually be really good for us? Yeah. You know, I, if I think of more, I promise I'll, I'll okay. just yeah. chime in with them like, oh, yeah, let me let me add this to it. But for now, I, I think generally that that's generally the main thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people just kind of start out by saying, I just do not feel like myself. Uh, you know? Yeah, that's sort good. Of- yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And as far as it being a good thing, I I love the analogy of, um, you know, here's the thing. I always tell people, I believe that what is in the darkness mm. um, is the enemy is Satan is <laughs> he is of the darkness and uh-huh. he tries to speak lies in the darkness, but when we bring it to light and we bring it to the surface, I just, I believe so wholeheartedly that it almost is like cutting him, his knees out from under him because, you know, I think quite often people think, well, if I name this for what it is, or if I Mm -hmm. start to deal with this, it's going to rear its ugly head and it's going to become a monster. Whereas right now I you know, I'm feeling some of these things, but I'm just pushing it down and, and not dealing with it because it's, I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I, I've seen with myself and with friends and with patients, when we actually bring it to the light and bring it to the surface, that's when, you know, God is a God of light and he is, he is all of those things. And that's when we can really start to deal with them and start to address them head on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's funny with, you know, I see a lot of people <laughs> for acne issues, hormonal acne issues. And I always, anytime a patient or a, a, somebody is going on acne medication, uh-huh. I always say, okay, now here's the thing. It's going to these all of these impurities under your skin are going to come up. And so it's they have to come to the surface and you're probably going to notice that it's going to get worse before it gets better because it has to come up and out. Um, uh-huh. But it will get, and 
that's sort of how I, I feel like this is with bringing, you know, a lot of these situational things or, or things that are beneath the surface to the surface. It feels worse. It feels more uncomfortable at first, mm -hmm. but when we do the work, whether that be in counseling and in our walk with the Lord and, and with our relationships and with, even if it comes to taking the point of taking a medication, we're able to deal with it. And I do think it, it's going to, in the long run, be a, a blessing for a lot of people because um, we're getting it up and out. <laughs> That's awesome. So kind of like the pressure on a diamond where it has to get really hot for the brilliance to come. That's Absolutely. another analogy, but I love your uh, hormone analogy, your acne <laughs> analogy. That's awesome. That's a great one. That's very visual for us. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so we're talking about with anxiety and depression, you're talking about the thoughts, the feelings, they need to be named, they need to be talked out. Um, mm -hmm. Because if not, then they can more of a problem in the dark than they do if you mm -hmm. talk about somebody uh, so I love how you're talking about all the different ways you can do that. You can do that with the Lord. You can do that with a friend. You can seek out counseling. You mentioned medication. So can you talk about how would somebody know, you know, what avenue to reach out to? How would somebody know when it's time to consult their health uh, care practitioner um, or a counselor kind of thing? You know, I... <laughs> I think you'll agree with this, Angel, but I believe that almost every single human should see a counselor. <laughs> preach, girlfriend, so preach, yes. I, I just always say, if you think, if there is even an inkling in the back of your mind, like, hmm, maybe I should talk to somebody about this, you 100% should. Mm, there you go. Um, I just think that there's no, there's no reason not to, and... When it comes to a healthcare provider, as far as, you know, I, I, I love talking to patients as even a first line. A lot of times patients will come to their healthcare provider um, first because it's their only point of contact, you know, that they can right. actually with and see. Um, but I, I, at the, at the same time, I, everybody practices a little differently, but mm -hmm. A lot of times I, as a healthcare provider, I'll try to get to the, you know, if I, if, if possible, have a, you know, more depthful conversation with someone and really explain there is a time and a place for medicine by all means. I think that that I'm not against medication right. at all. I do prescribe it. Um, but, you know, studies have shown even that women who receive counseling a lot of women can heal completely without medication but you know like I said like we've talked about there's so many other components that go into play with our mental and our physical health and so kind of getting to the bottom of what's going on emotionally and spiritually and relationally can be sometimes the best medicine and a lot of studies there's been studies you know, that have just actually been replicated in regards to their results that have shown that um, combination therapy is 10 times better than with counseling and medication than monotherapy with medication alone. Yes. But a lot of times we will, you know, a lot of times I'll recommend to patients, hey, why don't you 
like I'm here, we're here as a medical, you know, as a medical provider, we're going to be here for you. But I would really recommend if you have the the ability to see a counselor, um, what if we tried starting there, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and, and together with your counselor, you know, see if you, if you, if you see strides and how you're feeling after, you know, doing some work there, um, kind of make that decision collectively as a group with your counselor and your medical provider as to when medication, if medication is going to be beneficial or not, or necessary or not, if that, if that makes sense. Yes, it makes sense. So it's one line of defense and it's a great line, but it's mm-hmm. not the only line. So talk about some of the others. Cause when you talked about the GI, it, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and the serotonin, so taking care of that and food and exercise and other things can also mm-hmm. be part of the prescription, right? Absolutely. I, yes, a hundred percent. And you know, there are other things too, physically, like a lot of times we will see, uh, and this is why I think seeing a healthcare provider is actually as even a first line can be a good thing, even if it's not, if your goal is not to start a medication, but mm-hmm. to have your, you know, have some labs checked and, and make sure that your thyroid is health right. is okay. And your vitamin D levels aren't, you know, I mean, personally, I had, I was feeling just so tired and just down this Mm -hmm. winter. And I went for my annual exam and I asked my provider, I was like, Hey, can you just check my, my vitamin D levels and, and, you know, check everything, but can you specifically check those? And she called me the next day and she was like, Brooks, they are non-detectable. They are so low. You have got to take some vitamin D and I'm telling you what. And it, I started incorporating more vitamin D rich foods and taking a supplement and I feel like a different person. That's amazing. Um, You know, so I think those can be great things to look into and to address. Mm -hmm. Exercise absolutely is just one of, it has so many incredible benefits, um, but especially for women, it, it can be such a way to, um, just reduce anxiety, whether that be situational or, um, or, a you know, a full on anxiety disorder. I think incorporating some level of exercise can be very, very beneficial. Um, yes, your diet plays a huge, a huge role. You know, if you're, if you're feeding your body, you know, junk all the time, your, your energy levels are going to be low. Your mood is going to be low. Mm-hmm. Um, and so an alcohol is another, you know, depressant. And so a lot of times I will ask patients just to be really honest with me and, you know, mm-hmm. say, you know, how much, how much wine or how much alcohol are you drinking? Because if you are really, you know, if you're feeling depressed, um, especially, or if you're in a season of depression, then I would really recommend cutting out mm-hmm. if, you know, as much as possible, cutting out alcohol or cutting it down to a bare minimal because, um, you know, all of those things come into play with how we feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, relationships too. I think relationally c- community is so important and yeah. we're just not called to 
go it alone. And, Mm. and so, um, I think when we feel, and that's another thing with right now, a lot of people are feeling isolated, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and that's certainly understandable because we can't, and a lot of people are zoomed out. I just don't want to, and I told my husband, there, I was like, I don't want to do any more Zoom days right, with people. Right. I'm just tired of Zoom. Yeah. Um, and I totally understand that. But finding ways to connect with other people is so um, healthy and mm-hmm. beneficial. So That's yeah, just building awesome. a sweet community can be really, really good. And, being, and, and finding a core group of people, even if it's just one friend that you're just honest to, and you ask yes. to pray for, for you, um, and to kind of be a point of accountability and support. I think that can be so good too. Mm-hmm. So. so great. And you mm-hmm. are so good at that. You're a great connector of people, which is another reason I'd recommend checking you out on your <laughs> Instagram and all that. I mean, honestly, I wasn't planning on saying that, but it's true. You're really good oh, at connecting you. women and speaking to their hearts. And so um, there's a lot of great information that you have. You know, one of the things you keep, I keep thinking about as you're talking is as humans, we want quick fixes. You know, we want to take a mm-hmm. pill. We want to we just want it to be done. You know, okay, two weeks of quarantine, we're done. Let's move on. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. part of that, you know, what I would add to your opportunity that we're getting to have is is to create perseverance, you know, to really yeah. stick in there with some hard stuff and do the hard stuff, which dealing with anxiety and depression, the thinking behind it, the behaviors that come with it, all those things is, is tough stuff. It's hard. It's not easy. Um, so what would you say to motivate somebody to want to, cause you know, when you're in it, it's hard to get motivated to want to do something. Is there anything, you know, any words of wisdom you have there? Yeah. As far as just getting, you know, if I don't know that this is, this is probably super simple and not very encouraging, but a lot of times I just say, you know, just, just do that first thing. Yes. You Mm -hmm. know, just take that first step. Don't look at the big picture because it can be so overwhelming. Um, It's funny. I, I was telling somebody the other day, I have, you know, you know, Dr. Buchanski, I have an incredible boss and we, you know, obviously with working in corrections and especially with all of this with COVID, it can Mm -hmm. be so overwhelming. And one of the things he told me, we were, you know, talking about some things for work and he has a tagline that he says all the time, we treat people, not numbers. And I, I think about that, you know, he, he always says, you know, you can get so overwhelmed by the numbers or by the, by the big situation or by the vast mm-hmm. sea that you're looking out over. He's like, but just start with either that one person or that one little thing or that one step and, and go from there. And so that would be my encouragement for anybody who is just feeling like, you know, they don't know where to start or what to do. I would say just do that, do one thing, whether that be make an appointment with a counselor or make an appointment with your physician or call a friend or just admit to your, 
you know, a loved one, what, what's going on. And I really find, I really think that that in and of itself, just bringing it to light mm-hmm. sort of lifts the veil yes. and starts the process of healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does take time. You know, you're so right. I mean, it's, what is it in Romans? Is it Romans 5 that says not only so, but we rejoice in our suffering yes. because we know that suffering produces what perseverance and uh-huh. perseverance produces character and character produces hope. Yes. And, you know, I just think that that, you know, you look at, I could just think of people in my own life who I look at who are such people of hope and they're people who have suffered probably mm-hmm. the greatest, yes. you know, Mm-hmm. But they've suffered with the Lord. They have brought him into those places of just deep pain. And goodness gracious, he can, he, he turns beauty and beauty from ashes, you know? Yes. yes. So, wow. Yeah. Well, Brooks, I can't think of a better way to wrap up than you just did. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> that was beautiful. Is there any last thing though on your heart that you want to share with folks before we do close up our great conversation? You know, I would just say that I think we've talked a lot about isolation and I just, I would say to anybody who's listening, um, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, even in the midst, sometimes I think God gets us to a place of right now, especially we can't reach out to, or we can't easily, grab hold of things that we typically self-medicate with, you know, whether right. that be just surrounding ourselves with other people or, um, you know, I don't even know, going and getting a manicure, which apparently right. those are open now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just say first and foremost, just go to him and just be honest. I think one of the sweetest things that I've learned in my life and my walk with the Lord is that he is, he values honesty. And I think so often, you know, we think we have to have it all together before we can go before the Lord. In reality, that's, it's the opposite, you know? And so I would just Mm -hmm. encourage people just to be honest before the, before the Lord and, and really allow him to invite him into that space and allow him to do an incredible work because he will, he is, Mm. he is so good. And so, yeah, that would be, that would be it. All right. Well, that's a good it. Simply profound. Brooks, thanks so much. You're just a woman full of wisdom and energy and joy. And so thanks for sharing that with us today. So y'all check out Brooks on all the social media avenues. It's Women's Health Company. Her podcast is called WOCO. And she also has WOCO Fit for the exercise portion. You will not be disappointed. And be sure to tune in next week. We're going to look at pursuing God's presence and how to rest in his presence. And this is key to all of our healing, no matter what our issues are. So you won't want to miss it. Grab a friend and stay tuned. Until then, this is Angel H. Davis signing off and God bless.